0: The
1: Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network.
2: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick, and on this episode I am joined by Craig. Hey diddly D, an actor's life for me. Uh, and of course the two best pulls in show business, Mr. P. For washington
1: Hello, hello, hello.
2: And Mr. D.
0: Hi there, not getting a song from me I'm afraid. No. I'm a because, little bit disappointed. Mainly, mainly because, because of Sing.
3: I was expecting Paul McCartney and Paul Daniels in what would have been the greatest mashup in
0: history. Paul Daniels didn't sing, so I'll be Paul Daniels.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, one of them, well, both of them are dead, aren't they?
3: No, Paul McCartney's (laughs) just gone turn 78.
2: No, well, no, see, a person calling themselves Paul McCartney is, as we all know, original Paul McCartney died in uh, 67, so you know. Look it up. Look under your team for people. Um, a lot's gone. A lots not gone on. So I suppose we've probably got a lot to talk about. So we should probably crack on. Before we do that, of course, um, I suppose we should address the elephant in the room, Mister D. Um, were you pleased with the results of the England Scotland game on Friday?
0: Oh well, it's hard to it's hard to say. I was pleased. I mean, we needed to win, really. Mm. OK, we've still got a an outside chance. I mean, I think Scotland played well against what should have been a better team on paper, England. They should have got beaten. England had the home advantage and on paper they're a better team. So, a 0-0 draw was was a pretty good result and I think they kept it together quite well. But it's a bit of a dull game, really. Not,
2: no goals. Oh, it, it was boring. Yeah. It was absolutely boring. Um, I heard Scotland were better. Scotland? Well, um,
0: I it's hard to say they were better. I mean, it was no, 0 and they both had chances, not a lot of chances. I mean, I as a scout set
3: in Liverpool, yeah. we're basically Scottish. We don't yeah. want to be part, associated with England.
0: We
2: want
3: Nicola Sturgeon to invade and take no, his order. don't think you do.
0: Not really. Be careful what you wish for, Craig.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the only person you want to invade you is Andy Burnham. Yeah. That's, well, that's, he's like, um, that's he's like God at the moment, isn't he? Little Andy Burnham. Not at the, not at the moment, just full stop. Um, so I, tomorrow's
0: going to be interesting.
2: Y- yeah, both, well. Both, both
0: countries th- are playing at the same time.
2: And also both countries are now down a few players thanks to COVID.
0: Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, that's not going to help, is it? No. How do you catch COVID when you're in a super secure uh, training camp bubble? I As don't, don't well, get it.
0: It happened in it happened in the golf world two weeks ago. Don't know if you heard about that. But how? Uh, but probably... how does it happen? Well, I don't know. It's just, it's just somebody weird, comes in contact they? with somebody who comes in contact with somebody, and
2: you're, each one the thing each is, one
0: takes a couple of weeks to uh, develop the symptoms. So you know, that's the it. thing
2: is, you, you talk about being in a bubble. Like unless you are literally on a proper lockdown where you're not allowed to leave, you know, a certain area, then you're not. You're you're spending time, uh, you know, under certain circumstances, but if you're telling me that all of the England squad are not allowed to leave their hotels or, you know, go anywhere outside of, like, the football ground, then you're talking nonsense.
3: Yeah, but in a normal tournament before the COVID, they weren't allowed to leave hotels. Now they're just going around licking lampposts.
2: I I don't think, I think they were. I think they were. Anyway. Enough Euro talk. We'll, we'll either both be in a competition still tomorrow. We won't, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm um, quite proud we'll,
3: we'll, the fact that I've not watched one single game.
2: It's been it's you been know. a good tournament. Yeah, it hasn't. Yes,
0: I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of football. I don't watch football like weekend week out. Uh, I don't really watch the league games that much. But I like watching big, self-contained tournaments like the Euros, World Cup, that sort of thing. And oh, it really scream it. I'll go ahead, lad. <laughs>
2: i've watched almost as many i'd, I'd probably i I'd probably watched already the same amount of games in this competition as i watched during the league this mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. so yeah there's just something fun about competitions like that where you you see countries that you wouldn't normally pay attention to mm-hmm. and stuff i think it's yeah think it's fun anyway we're not here to talk about US, we're here to talk about disney i suppose um I think we are. Apparently. So um, let's find out first what everybody's drinking. Uh, So Craig, what are you drinking?
3: Well, Nicholas, I am drinking Lime Pepsi Max.
2: I heard you talk about this. Um, I did see it in one Supermarché, and I forgot to pick some up on my way out, and everywhere I've gone since hasn't had any. But I remember, I remember when I came out with it probably about 15 years ago and thought well, it was all right. But what, what are you saying? Oh, cherry Pepsi Max is the piece de resistance
3: because it tastes of cherry in a Pepsi Max bubble. Yeah. There's another bubble. All the bubble people will be offended now because I'm not representing bubbles properly. Um, but this is... It's hard to say that that's a lime taste. It's a Mm. taste, but it's hard to put a finger on the lime. It's ice cold, so that helps. But I don't know if it needs vodka to really hammer home the limeness. Mm -hmm. But there's no vodka in the house, so I'm not having vodka. I'm just having lime, lime, and it doesn't
2: chip off the tongue either, does it? No, Pepsi Max lime just doesn't sound. Yeah. uh. No, I lime's a funny one, like it's it seems to be quite a hard taste to replicate. I find. Yeah, key doesn't. lime pie pulls it off. Yeah, but that's because it's got limes in it. Mm. You're not flavoring Ooh. it, are you? You've got you're actually making it with limes. Yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. the answer. Yeah, I have got a lime out there, I could stick a lime in it. No, it's just, that's just cheating. <laughs> um, Mr. Day, what are you drinking?
0: Um, I'm drinking uh rum and coke. Kind
2: of what uh, is, it, is this? A premixed premixed one?
0: No, no, it's uh, that bottle of Kraken that I bought the other week. I'm still working um, through that, and uh, it's just a can of coke, Good diet start. coke,
2: a can of I'm coke, a can of coke. We was trying a to, I was trying to explain in to John. Basket. I was trying to explain to John oh. Self about the differences between Coke Zero, Coke Diet Coke, Pepsi Max, Diet Pepsi Max. I think I, think I may have got there. I'm not too sure. I think it might still have been a bit lost in translation, but never mind. He is American though, isn't he? Yeah. How does he not know then? Well, because we didn't like... Pepsi Max never used to be a thing in America. Didn't he? It? No, it's quite a recent thing.
3: No. What
2: did they used to have? Just
3: Buy Diet Pepsi. Pepsi?
2: Yeah.
3: I mean, Diet Pepsi is Pepsi Max, surely. It's I mean, just they a, had,
2: No, in no, a different ten. No, term. no, no. And um, they had Pepsi Blue. That was a blue color Pepsi, like Crystal Pepsi. That was the clear version. Oh yeah, um, we never got that. We got Tab Clear. Tab Clear, yeah. But they never got Tab Clear, but they had Tab. It, it gets very. You think we should? It should be transatlantic stuff, but it really isn't. I anyway. feel like an article from John coming on now pop, about this. No, pop after dark. Oh no, we got that one already. Okay, maybe not. Um, Picked up sweet drinking.
1: Uh, really boring. Just a bottle of water.
2: Very good. Oh, lady drink. I am also drinking lady drink. Oh. Another can of Shoffer Hoffer. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> Absolutely lady
3: drink. Go <laughs> um, and get the vodka and put some in and then come back to me.
2: Tappy, tappy, tappy. Um, right. So at this junction, we will go and have a look at the news that's been going on in the parks. This episode is sponsored by Quicksilver Tours. Look, we all know travelling is the worst part of any vacation, let alone when hitting Orlando. And what you do when you get to the airport? Magical Express is about to disappear, free transportation as part of a package deal can be hit or miss, and no one wants to queue up for a long time to get a car hire. And that is where Quicksilver come in. They have a free stop for groceries for airport round trips. A complimentary meet and greet service as well as luggage assistance and after a nine hour flight who couldn't want some help with their luggage and look podcasts are always promoting things right but how many can vouch for the products or service well we can because craig has used quicksilver on previous trips and will be using them again for his next and he went with 17 people so whilst we know there are other good companies out there we personally know how good Quicksilver are and we are delighted to welcome them as sponsors and you know what we can even sweeten the deal if you contact Quicksilver Tours for a reservation and mention this podcast they will even give you a special discount of five dollars off for airport round trips that's off their already reasonable prices so you've tried the rest and now try the ones who in our opinion are the best by visiting quicksilvertransportation.com today don't wait if you have an upcoming trip booked today. So, um, does anybody have some news they want to lead with? I Can I lead? Yeah, you never lead, so go on. I never lead.
3: Yeah. Today is the 21st of June. As
2: we recall oh.
3: this... As we record this, instantly dating this episode, but it's an historic day because the Marvel New York Hotel, New York Hotel Marvel, what's it called, has opened its doors
2: today. <laughs>
1: hang, wait, hang the the on. Hotel New York part of Marvel is the name.
2: Right. Hang on. There's, yeah. a, few, there's a few things here. First oh. of all, first of all, that's Disneyland Paris. Second of all. It's it's a Disney it's a Disney Parks podcast, right? And what segment is this? Is this is this the outside of the Disney Parks news segment, or is this the Disney news, the Disney Park news segment?
3: The Disney Parks news segment isn't okay. So, isn't Marvel Disney Paris Marvel?
2: Isn't that in a park? Is isn't that in a resort? Are any hotels in a park?
3: Okay, so okay, so. Future reference. No hotel news. Does does we need a new segment then? We have two segments. Yeah, but that's for like Disney Plus and that, and films and that. It's for everything. Oh, I'm confused, people. Right, I withdraw my news. My news has been withdrawn. Plus,
2: plus as as well, we are going to be talking about it. Maybe you can come on to uh, Discover DLP this week, where we will be talking about that very that very subject. Oh, I'll see what you did then. Yeah.
1: Go ahead, then Did you
2: before you do we, we go off that though, like, did you see the opening ceremony of the hotel?
1: With Spidey on the on the taxi.
3: No, I haven't seen it, but I've seen a walkthrough. Um is it DLP fans? I'm I'm new to all these DLP vloggers because yep. I'm going. Uh, and he, he all he does he walks through and he doesn't talk. I like a bit of talking and he just plays music over it. I presume that's for copyright. Um, but it looks amazing. Mm. It does look something special. It looks like a four-star hotel now. It looked a bit of a grotto, um, if I'm being honest, before the makeover.
2: Interesting. Controversial. Interesting
3: that. Tired furniture in the rooms, very tired. That is that's That's just DLP that all round. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah.
2: Um, we are going to, because of um, the parks reopening, because of the openings, uh, the new openings of attractions and hotels, and also the influx of information about upcoming projects, um, we are recording Discover DLP this week. Uh, we'll be covering that. And also the news that Chris Evans was at uh, Disneyland Paris this weekend. Yeah, Ooh.
1: it wasn't just him in the end, it was actually the Russos as well. Yes, <coughs> yeah, what famous that...
2: Ginger, yeah, yeah, you forgot his toothbrush. Weird,
1: yeah. why, is, why, is,
2: why is that news weird? What Chris Evans being there, yeah, Captain America being there for the opening weekend of the Marvel Hotel. That's probably... oh, Captain, he's dead though. Well, the actor isn't.
3: Oh, I'm so confused. I thought we had a new Captain America now.
0: Yeah, he's not. The other one's not dead. He's just very old. Yeah. Didn't
3: he die?
2: So are you telling no, me he's still dead. alive? He is. No, he died. He died because they had the memorial to him in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, didn't they? Uh no,
0: yeah. I know. finished watching that.
2: Oh, spoilers!
0: There we go.
2: Oh, I'm well. He's at. Oh, balling though. nothing.
0: yeah, but he comes back in episode five of Loki. That's right. Exactly. Right. spoiler. Oops, sorry. spoilers.
2: Spoilers everywhere. Um okay. Um who else has some news? Preferably stuff that's oh, happening in the parks.
1: I've got some today. It's not quite in the parks, it's in Disney Springs. Well, we're um, oh, that, that, uh, why
2: are we not listening to the calling for the gush? It's good for the gander.
3: <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh, yeah, I veto it. that okay. goes. It goes in the Disney Spring segment of the show now. <laughs> this is now a 15-segment podcast.
2: It's a two-segment yeah. podcast. I'm sorry that you want to have a Disney Plus podcast, and I'm I'm vetoing that. We can't have a Disney Plus podcast. That's ridiculous. Go on, Pete. I was into saying me. Uh,
1: so, for those of you that know Downtown Disney and Disneyland, uh, they opened a new ice cream store um, about... Uh, probably about 18 months, two years ago now, called Salt and Straw, um, which is known for its unusual flavours of the ice cream. Um, They will be opening in 2022 at Disney Springs. Nice.
0: What flavours?
1: Well, in Florida, they have currently got a salty donut and guava and cheese flavour.
0: Sorry, did you say cheese? Yep. Guava and cheese.
3: So is the actual lumps of cheese in the ice
1: cream? No, but it is made properly with um okay. With with cheese, but uh, the ones that stood out to me last year when Disney uh, when Downtown Disney reopened, uh they were doing Terramana ice cream which is the rocks tequila. Um Ooh, so well, that's, that, okay. that's interesting me. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: don't
1: um, mean that. So yeah, uh could be some interesting flavors coming to Disney Springs. From next year,
3: I thought you were going to say like the rocks toenail clippings or mm. armpit juice.
0: <laughs>
1: no. I
3: didn't realize he had tequila, the rocks crocs <laughs>
0: that'd be a flavor, wouldn't it? Ooh.
3: Oh, after 10 hours in the parks, yeah, just sieve them. Mm.
2: Um, I have noticed that uh, Disneyland the one that we don't talk about so much in here, have now got the, um, the Galaxy Z souvenir bottles back. So the thermal detonator bottles of their soft drinks are now available because they weren't. When it reopened, they didn't have any.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I read somewhere that they've been slightly redesigned um, and that's why they didn't have them. Um, I they've didn't know them.
2: Different. But no,
1: it's very me. slight, but I think it's just the way they've been made. Right.
0: What it should do. Is, in the next Star Wars film, they should have a thermal detonator that's shaped like a coke bottle, <laughs> and, and then they could just sell them.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: genius! Like you can it. have that one, Disney, for free for a fee.
2: Oh, okay, forget what I said. Yeah. Um, Mister D, any news that grabbed your attention?
0: Um, just progressively and quite quickly actually things get back to normal i mean just a, we have already talked about it but it continues to roll on you know no masks um pretty much everywhere apart from transport no social distancing taking down the signs they've taken down the some of the stuff on the website as well um a lot of the plexiglass is gone not all of it but still some of it up. single rider lines have come back again and are, are continuing to come back again Um, And then obviously they've announced fireworks in the Magic Kingdom and Epcot, uh, starting from I think it's the 1st of July. Nothing, no nighttime stuff for the studios or Animal Kingdom yet, but uh, things continue to get back to normal, really, pre-Covid normal.
2: Yep, slightly but surely. We are definitely seeing those changes, aren't we? Mm -hmm. It's definitely not more noticeable.
1: Yeah, and the single rider queues have made their comeback as
2: well in the mm-hmm. last few days. Yep. Pete, I wasn't going to throw this one to you. Yep. Um,
1: have
2: you seen, Because just because I feel this is more in your wheelhouse than anyone else, possibly. Um, have you seen that Sensi is teaming up with Disney World? No. So I saw this the other day and I, I, I laughed because um, my wife uh, my wife, her friend is a uh, a Sensi reseller, or whatever, and uh, she bought some home one day, and I was just like, oh, for God's sake, you're not getting to this. Ollie. She's like, oh, no, I'm just trying it out, and of course now our home is full of this crap. But um, yeah, Sensi is, I don't know, I I don't want to, I don't know enough to say it's just a uh, a pyramid scheme or what was it called? Multi-level marketing. Is that, like, is that the official term now? It's not a scheme. Yeah. It's MLM. Um, but they sell candles and scented wax melts and stuff. Um, and they do, they do a lot of Disney stuff anyway. So they do like a lot of um, wax burners um, and uh, things that make things smell <laughs> and candles. And... Um, They've been doing quite a lot of stuff for a while, but they've now actually become a partner with Disney World. Um, So it says uh, an agreement for a multi-year agreement with Walt Disney World Resort. It's the official home fragrance of the resort. Um, Since you'll be working with Disney to bring to life a guest experience within Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom creating rich storytelling opportunities through fragrance. So, essentially taking over It's a Small World?
3: The toilets, the tangled toilets.
2: (laughs) 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 Could possibly be. Um, It's just an odd one to me. I think it's, I I I thought it was interesting because obviously in Disneyland Paris, like unofficially, there with Lamberger, aren't they? Like that, yeah. they're the company that make the sense for the hotels. Yeah. And Main Street. So it's not that Disney haven't done something like this before. But yeah, I just found it very, very, very strange, very interesting that we're doing this. So I didn't know if you had any thoughts on Scentsy because you know, you know, of your candle, not your candle yeah. background, but the candle association, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it seems to be that they're going down this line. I know Disneyland Paris have got a, a stall in the village at the moment selling candles as well. Um, they do seem to be kind of trying to push people out, people that don't work for them out of market in, in some ways, but I don't think it ever will because of how expensive everything is for Walt Disney World um, and, and the parks. I think people will always look for a cheaper option elsewhere.
3: Hmm. you'd like to think day candles i mean it all the all the other stores are like hit and miss aren't they where they, they yep. mix the flavors and the smells and everything but you'd like to think the official walters Disney world ones will be shut your exactly eyes
1: like what you expect yeah yeah
3: and you are in that ride or in that uh, lobby or whatever be interesting. would be interesting to see how much everything is because I think they'll they'll have the uh, share shirt off your back
2: in there. Since he's not expensive in general, yeah. the, the the some of the devices can be pricey. I've not seen I've never tried to buy any of the the licensed ones that they've done. I've never tried to buy any of their stuff, but I've seen their pricing and whatever. And um you know, there's they had a Stitch one recently that I think was about 60, 70 quid. That was just a machine that would melt the, the wax melts or, or whatever. But the actual wax melts and candles themselves aren't particularly expensive. No more expensive than like um, a Yankee candle or anything like that. So um, probably a bit cheaper than that. But yeah, I thought that was, I thought it was interesting. You can actually buy it. So in Disneyland Paris, they do sell the fragrances in some of the hotels now. Um, yeah, you can buy them direct from Lamp Um, for example, the Disneyland hotel is called Amber Powder, and you can buy it as like an oil or as a room spray, and it is the actual smell. That's that's the that's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. But what I'm saying is, it it, it literally is like there's no like oh it kind of smells like it. It is the actual stuff they use. So. It's uh it's good. Did anybody see the video? uh I know what you're gonna say. Cucumber gale. Cucumber gate. Uh, yeah. No. Have you guys not seen this? No.
1: Oh. no I saw it earlier.
2: Some dickhead. And let's not beat around the bush, it's dickhead, right? Some dickhead, dickhead has uh he's riding living with the land and has decided that they want to nick one of the cucumbers that's growing in the greenhouse bit. So they jump out of the boat, tried to grab a cucumber, found miserably, then almost stack it trying to get back onto the boat before eventually getting back on the boat.
3: I think she fell in the water to a degree
2: and was nearly in between the boat and the side. Nah, I don't think so. It and was pretty eating, close. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, but I don't think she She I nearly pulled
3: me. down the cucumber plants. Yeah. You hear the snap, whether the cucumber bounced out of her hand or felt she didn't quite get it. But the the fella does the fella get off the boat twelve her in? No.
1: Yeah. But does he? Well yeah. someone does get out to help her.
3: Right. But so people on the boat aren't like put out by what's going on they're all quite happy for it to be going on and laughing and stuff and so they're obviously Mm. in a gang together but this this type of stuff is is why they put screens up everywhere and and just ruin it for people you know they'll have to protect that now they'll have to put some sort of railing or big uh, uh, protectors around the boat. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. like Splash Mountain. You, you just used to be able to sit in Splash Mountain, didn't you? Until people, when the road, ride broke down for five minutes, people just used to get out and just walk out.
0: Mm.
3: So they had to put lap bars in and stuff.
0: It ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's a lifetime like, ban if you get caught doing that sort of stuff.
2: Well, they film themselves doing it. That's the problem. Yeah. So the right thing to do should be. Now, I mean in the grand scheme of things i've seen people probably do worse but you know the the, the level of danger on that particular attraction is not particularly high but well unless so, you want
1: to lose a an appendage travel well, really no, in the boat and the side
2: yeah 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 but what i mean is it's not like you're getting off you're trying to dive out of a, a roller coaster what's no. next
3: is it let's all go on the pirates of the caribbean and all let's go and chin a pirate or,
2: or yeah, a gold little, or let's let's rescue you like red or something do you know what i mean like it's just the put the problem is like obviously vlogging has become a big thing and on, on top of that now you've got people that want to be famous on tiktok and we saw this i don't think i don't think we talked about it. we might have done but there was that idiot that got sacked from disney because he was going around or he got trespassed didn't he because he was drinking yeah he got he got all
0: like banned didn't he yeah but he had what
1: been in he he was drinking he, water from fountains yeah like a dog
2: yeah and he then once he got banned from disney he then started doing it at universal but he was a cast member hmm. I think he was a cast member. I can't remember if he got sacked first and then started doing the videos or if he started doing the videos while he was still a cast member and then and left, but he's got a lifetime ban anyway. But yeah, it's it, why you'd want to do it anyway, God only knows. You don't know what's in that water. You don't know where that water's coming from. It's not for human consumption. Is it treated at all? You've got no idea, but you do it for some likes on TikTok or social media or whatever. So we're almost in a, in a position now where how do you make a name for yourself? How do you, you know, everyone knows who Tim Dracker is. Or, you know, people know who Adam the Woo is, whatever. How do I get myself famous quickly? It's by doing a stupid stunt. So, like you say, where, where do we go next? You know, this woman, and I'm not saying that that's what she was filming herself for but why would you be filming yourself doing it? If you want to be an idiot, why would you actually document yourself doing it? Unless the aim wasn't to become famous.
3: Yeah, I'd oh, like yeah. to have seen um, the video footage of her getting met in and gently escorted from the
2: premises. Well, apparently, like, according to is nothing happened. Hmm? So there's mm. a follow up here. Um
0: Did cast members did the cast members know that she did it at the time or did it get
2: You can't, how can you not see it? It was so blatant like if you see the video you see it's it's not she doesn't just reach over, she literally jumps out of the boat.
0: Yeah, but there's no there's no cast members on the boats now, is there? It's all it's a recorded
2: spiel. No, they have to
0: be watching but, her on CCTV, which which they probably are. Well,
2: that's what I'm saying, they sh- they must be, surely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think so? Well, how many times have you been on an attraction and someone said um stop the ride because you know no flash photography or now something?
3: This ride because I want to get off. Yeah. I so, think she'll be banned now, surely, to goodness.
2: So
1: uh, Oh yeah, it's everywhere now. There's no way she, as long as they can identify who she is, she'll can, she won't I mean, be stepping foot in that place. <laughs> she
2: I mean you can see her face. Yeah. They can't not find out who she is. So um there was a, there's a quote here from someone who was in the boat. said, uh, the guy that got out to help her had jumped out of the boat several times during the ride started by the fire, the farm scene. The entire group was also leaning out of the boat and grabbing sand and throwing it including including holding the small child with them out of the boat so that he could grab sand. Hey. By the time the guest tried to grab the cucumber, they'd already been repeated disruptive behavior by the guest party. Most disappointing, there was barely any response to the situation. The guests were not approached by security when they exited the ride. The cast members did make an announcement to keep arms and legs inside the boat once. We were very surprised there was absolutely no security or anyone there to escort them out of the park when they got off the ride. Mm -hmm. So, there you go. That was Megan Gourney, I believe. Megan Gourney, yeah. Who said that? Who's uh, on the boat? So hopefully something's been done, but who knows? Mm -hmm. It's disappointing if not. (sighs) Sad times. Just stupid Mm. times. What has to happen next before something's done about it? That's the uh, the question. That's the question. Um, Was there any more partners? (laughs) No.
0: Yeah, no,
2: it's not a lot of news, right, I think. No, it's been pretty quiet, isn't it? I think, yeah. I think the, the biggest thing, and we, we kind of touched on it earlier on and just not gone into more detail because of how much more detail do you want to go into, but is the fact that, you know, we will be getting fireworks back in, in time yeah. for Independence Day.
0: Yeah.
2: But yeah. I haven't seen anywhere, though, that said how they're doing it, like what the restrictions are going to be, how many people are going to allow to... to be on Main Street or anything like that so that'd be interesting I think yeah,
1: yeah I do wonder whether they might section bits off so a st- certain amount of people stand in one place throughout mm. Main Street and then anybody else has just moved on if they're not not in one of those areas
0: hmm yeah it'd be tough though is not it because I mean like they say they're pretty much dismantling all the social and stuff so mm. To it's very then, hard to um, take
3: it away and then bring it back.
0: Yeah.
3: People, especially over there, people are so self-entitled and they've all got rights, haven't
0: they? So, it's kinda of hard to police it as well, isn't it? Right? Yeah. It's you hard know, to police they, it in normal times. I mean yeah. we
3: we've stood outside um the oh, Winnie the Pooh's dining police. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um what's it called? Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. <laughs> And you're on a thoroughfare, which is all yeah. being taped off, and you've got cast members with their lights. Yeah. And that poor girl doesn't stop shouting all no. fireworks display. Yeah. Move along. You can't stand there. This is an exit. Blah, 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 blah. So, you know,
2: what's it going to be like? But guessing, yeah. guessing, guess anyway, it seems to be a habit of any Disney park in the world. You well, get into yeah, I guess like it's, it it seems to be that because and look I I to an extent I get it people pay top dollar for these experiences. I I understand that this isn't cheap day for people or cheap holiday. But rules are rules and things are things and you can't just do what you want because you feel that you've paid for it.
3: I mean, they can employ the fast pass system. Currently, they? they could bring that back for the fireworks because that's got reserved standing areas, which can be mm. policed and control crowd levels. Um, yeah. Dare I say, you could have <gasps> a ticketed event for fireworks, and you need to have tickets to watch them. You know, mm. you know. There's there's
0: a number of ways they can control the crowds. But
3: it's well, obviously,
0: oh, so there's a couple of things that they haven't brought back dining plan being one of them, but fast pass being the other, or annual passes either. There's still a few things to to see, are they going to come back and are they going to come back in the same shape as was there before, as long as the
1: yeah, fast pass will be there's, different.
0: So. There's currently
1: blockers on, on them, isn't there? Though that's that's the problem. They still haven't got every restaurant open. They still aren't up to full capacity. No. Um, you can understand yeah. why those certain things aren't, aren't brought back yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hopefully soon we'll hear what's going to happen about annual passes, because obviously the annual passes are changing at Disneyland quite dramatically, but Disneyland is its own little special case, I think, in terms of annual passes.
2: Uh, Disneyland Paris <clears throat> is in a similar position at the moment, so there's a whole rigmarole. I'm, I'm waiting to find out what's happening in my annual pass, right? Mm. There. I know we're going We'll probably touch it a little bit on Wednesday if we get time, but we had an option. Disneyland Paris pass holders had an option. They could either have their pass extended for the amount of days that the park had been closed, or they'd get a refund. Now, I went for a refund purely because the website that told you when your uh, annual pass has been extended to was broken for three days before the deadline of you cancelling your annual pass. Cool. So I felt like I was backed into a corner because I, didn't, I wasn't sure What you know, how long it's going to be extended for, and you know, if it was going to be extended into like next spring, I probably would have kept it, but because I couldn't find out, I just had to cancel it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it looks like you know, if you read the small print when I got my email through, it seems to suggest that they were only giving you refunds from the uh last closure date to when your pass expired and not when it should have been extended to anyway. Which, if that was Mm -hmm. the case, they owe me nothing. Yeah. which means they've made me cancel my pass oh, you, no, for, for, yeah. for no reason. So if that's the case, they'll be getting a very strongly worded email from me. But we'll see. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the, the confirmation. Um, But yeah, so at the moment, they've actually suspended all new sales. So if you've got a pass and you allowed it to be extended, you've got a pass. If you cancelled your annual pass and got a refund you can't buy a new annual pass. And if you don't have an annual pass, but you want to buy one, you also can't buy an annual pass. Now that is a temporary thing they say, but there's no, um this is when we're going to reintroduce them at the moment. So that'll be interesting to see. So Disneyland Paris is not in the same situation as Disneyland. Exactly. Mm. But, you know, it's there. Yeah. So if there's no more partners, I suppose we should go and talk about all the stuff that's happening outside of the parks.
3: I did get some questions about parks from some on. of the listeners. Um, so I just said, basically, we're recording tomorrow. Anyone got any questions? I don't we're know if these... right now. Oh, okay. Are you recording now?
2: Yeah, well, you said we were recording tomorrow, but we're not recording right now.
3: All oh, right. right. Okay. I thought you'd stopped recording, but then the little robot woman didn't speak. Um, so Steve Wilson has asked, what should Disney do with transportation next? More cable cars? Where from? And two, how to improve... Um, A.K.L. What's that? Transport. Animal Kingdom Lodge. Kingdom Lodge. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amateur. Yeah. Um, should definitely build a footpath to Animal Kingdom. As we're not all lazy buggers, just some ideas.
0: Hmm. So, good question.
2: Cable car from Miami.
0: Hmm.
2: <laughs> just one <laughs> big ass cable car. Cable Rable car from Lake. Liverpool.
3: Lake. From Liverpool across to Dublin and then across the big
0: pond. We can just pick Sinead up and off we go. I think they should have a jungle cruise that goes to the Animal Kingdom Lodge. From the park, that would be a Belton idea.
3: Yeah, I think isn't there some isn't there some um, monorail stuff ready to go that was never
0: acted on? There is, but not well. I don't know about ready to go, but there were there were routes planned. Yeah, yeah, but that's I what I mean, But yeah. that was all way before the Animal Kingdom, though. Nothing, and that's the thing. The Animal Kingdom is the one that's kind of. Well, I mean, the Magic Kingdom is out on its own, but it's connected via the monorail, so you've got a good transport link there. And then you've got Epcot and the studios, and you can, you've got a good system there because you've got the friendships. You can walk, or you can take the Skyliner. But the Animal Kingdom is kind of out on its own, and it's, it's the, you know, there's nothing tying it. And you can get you can get from the Magic Kingdom to Epcot, you can get from Epcot to the studios. All without using buses or cars, but you can't get to the Animal Kingdom Lodge unless you use a bus or a car. It's the only way. All the animals are choking on fumes. Yeah. But it's a hell of a, it's quite a long way from the Animal Kingdom to say, say you were going to put a Skyliner lane in from the Animal Kingdom to Riviera, for example, if that becomes like the Skyliner hub, which is what it is right now. It's, it's a long way.
3: What's the nearest um, place to Animal Kingdom Lodge,
0: apart from Animal Kingdom? Blizzard Beach and the All-Star Resort, I think. Uh, so Disney Springs as well, maybe? No, no, no. Disney Springs is, is way away. Disney Springs is, is the other side. So if you think of the Animal Kingdom, it's kind of south-west. Then if you think of, like, Epcot and the studios kind of in the middle. I mean, actually, the studios aren't that far away, relatively speaking. I was just going to pull up Google Maps and see.
3: Them cable cars could be as the crow flies, couldn't they? Because it's all Disneyland property.
1: It has still got an extension that hasn't been built yet. So Pop Century, is that right? An art of animation, I think. Um,
0: Well, it goes goes to... It goes to Art of Animation, doesn't it? So it goes. I think it goes Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach, Riviera. Yeah, and then from Riviera you can go to Epcot or you can go to the studios.
3: I mean, the, the I only think. drawback of this transportation is: does it
0: run when there's lightning? Not when there's lightning. I don't think.
3: So then you've got people who can't. Who after then, or they have to bring out the buses then, don't they? Yeah. You know, so you've got bus drivers all sitting there waiting to do something.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm lightning's not 100%
3: coming in. Boom.
0: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I think that's true. I don't think it runs when there's, when there's lightning.
3: I think, the, you know, the, the mini vans that have been discontinued now, mm-hmm. we used them a few times in our last two trips, and they were brilliant, and the drivers were brilliant. Um, they were expensive for what they were, but you were in a luxury vehicle. Um, now I seem to remember Len on tour and plans talking about the future and driverless cars and stuff like that. And they were putting in bus lanes where they they had raised concrete sides. Yeah, I think they're, they're outside uh, Disney Springs and stuff like that, so nothing can get in apart from buses and the minivans they had priority in them same lanes it wouldn't surprise me uh, once uh, 5g is rolled out effectively over the whole um of disney world and maybe more of these lanes are put in that driverless cars become the norm they'll deal partner with somebody like google and they won't be cars as you know they'll be little pods they'll be like they probably look like the bloody the things that are the skyline it'll just be like a little pod that a family of five can get in
0: mm. and it'll drive it, you. It's just been looking at Google Maps. I mean, if you were gonna put it's quite a significant extension, but if you were gonna put in another skyliner leg, you could go from the studios to Blizzard Beach or from the studios to Coronado Springs, and then from one of those two, either Blizzard Beach or or Coronado Springs, you could go to the Animal Kingdom, the park, the actual park. So let's say they made Coronado Springs, let's say they converted some of that to like a DVC property um, or a deluxe type property. You could probably bump up the price of Coronado Springs if it was then on the Skyliner. So you could go from the studios to Coronado Springs and Coronado Springs to the Animal Kingdom. I don't know. Is so I'm
1: quit? reading an article that more or less says exactly that. That they've got they're planning Animal Kingdom Lodge, not the park, um, and it the would lodge. go to Blizzard Beach, um, onto Hollywood Studios, and then out to Coronado Springs. Why would
0: you go to the lodge though? The big traffic is to the park, isn't it?
3: Well, you're getting the there's at the end of every night when the park's let out. People need to get back to hotels, don't
2: they? Yeah, yeah, but also as well, I mean, you don't know about the animal situation because I mean, look, there's one thing that can't happen, right? A cable car can't stop over the animals.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> if you if you look at it on Google Map, though, Nick, you you don't have to go across the park. It actually works. It actually works quite well. The the if you look at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, if if you, if you think of it on a map, the car park is the south end of the park. You can go from like the, almost directly from the park entrance, almost directly east to Blizzard Beach, or a little bit a little bit more kind of northeast to the studios. And then yep. you from the studios, then you can connect up to the one that takes you to Epcot. Well, the Riviera. From Riviera, you go to Epcot, you can go to Animal Um Caribbean Beach. You've got Riviera, Caribbean Beach. And, um, out of Animation and Pop Century so I, I I could see them I could see them doing that I could see them extending and going through either Blizzard Beach or let's say Coronado Springs and then bump up the value of Coronado Springs because that's kind of what they've done with Riviera I think they've made it like a, a hub you can get from Riviera directly to Epcot or directly to the studios and Obviously, they're charging a premium for it. Mm. You could do the same with Coronado Springs. But to the Animal Kingdom Park, I would suggest, makes more sense than to the Lodge. But, hey, we're just speculating.
2: Yeah. Um, Talking about alternatives, and especially I'm thinking more of the Animal Co- Kingdom Lodge uh, idea of getting out of there, And I know that we've talked about a path being built before, and we're not the first, you know, other people have said that as well, but e-scooters, like hiring e-scooters, like we're getting across England right now, and you're getting across America as well, or these companies come in and you, you know, pay as you go, or you hire them for a certain amount of time.
1: Yeah, Just because too. that
2: seems to be like the new in thing, also obviously, you know, they're green or they're greener than buses.
3: I think you'd have to sign some sort of waiver, um, like you do when I've had the bikes a few times around the boardwalks with the girls, um, and you have to sign all sorts of liability
2: well, stuff. When you hire these, because we've got we're one of the towns that got this pilot going in at the moment for scooters oh, right and i only Absolutely found out about nightmare. it well i only found out about it because there was some like i thought dumped down my street and it's not yeah. You're just leaving wherever you want um yeah. now when you 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 get those scooters via an app so you have to register yourself you have to show you've got a driving license um so you know who you are or who's signed up at least um and all of that liability stuff is in those terms and conditions. And also as well, they're capped at a certain speed. So they can't, you know, I know you can buy ones that go, you know, 40, 50 miles an hour. These, I think, are capped at about 10. So it's not, you, you know, I'm not saying it's all not the potential for hazards. Of course, there are there are with everything, but um, they minimise the, the risk. What, what happens when...
3: 17 of us rock up and there's only
2: 15 to so, so the lighter ones jump on the back well
3: yeah i think the it i think they will happen there definitely but there's a lot of um different things that could go wrong with them
2: well, no more than a bike well yeah but they don't hire
3: bikes do they, they hire um like it's a it's a it's a car, it's a two of his pedal, it's one of them things. Sorry, bike. Sorry, bike. And you can only go around a certain route. You can't use it to go to Hollywood Studios.
2: Yeah. Right, but, that's what but what I'm saying is here that you know if you use them from point A to point B and and also as well, you know, build a lane uh, build a, a lane. Right? So have have a build a pathway that's wide enough to take pedestrians. And have a bit sectioned off for those scooters, and you can control. The thing is, they can be controlled as well. So they can have sensors in them, so that if they are if they are taken off, you know, the area, they die.
3: Yeah, yeah, they'll have to
2: stop dead. So wire in the in the ground, wouldn't he? Yeah, there's there's lots of things you could do to to mitigate that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of works. I mean, as I said, like where I live, we've got lots of cycle paths. So we've got, you know, cycle lane, cycle paths. So you just you just need to do something like that.
3: It'd be a money-making. It'd make a fortune in Walt Disney World. Because they'd, they'd all be customed. So you'd have the Toy Story ones, you'd have the Monsters, Inc. ones, you'd have the Big Five, Classic Five, all that palaver. But you would need hundreds of thousands of them because what monkey see, monkey do...
2: You wouldn't need hundreds of thousands because we're talking about specific parts of the park.
3: Oh, it would be carnage. No.
2: Nah. We're not talking about, you know, taking them to go from Magic Kingdom to Epcot or something. We're talking about, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge. I
3: like the idea of the, remember when they had the bus that went behind you? you paid for it and they took you from Park A to Park B the behind bus. the scenes. Yeah, yeah, the minibus. Yeah, the minivan. Uh, and they put you in uh, one of the little back ex- entrances, but I think that's been cancelled now as well. Yeah, anyway. they so sold yeah,
2: them all, all, all sold off. But that's the thing is, you could you could do that in a few different ways. But I think like that that is a new that is a new popular thing, isn't it? Like e scooters are everywhere. Towns are looking at are, are, are ways of monopolising them, mm. Um and also as well, you don't have to. You know, if you've got a town where you could just hire them as you want one. You'd have to buy one.
0: Sorry, you know guys. I, I've got it. It's just come to me in a flash. It's genius. Go on. Are you ready for it? So, so yeah, they put in a Skyliner, like we talked about, from Animal Kingdom Lodge to the Animal Kingdom Park, and then from there to the studios. But they've got screens. So it's like an augmented reality, and you've got guns, and you shoot stuff as you as you go along. Oh, you get, could hunt animals.
1: No, no,
0: no, no, you don't want to do that. But you know, you get points for hitting different different things. That's what you got to do. You got to turn the skyline into an attraction. <gasps> right, oh, I'll, all the guests below you in the VR—they could be get, zombies. Yeah, you could get different. Different points for hitting different things. Why? Right. Disney. Main, my idea. Royalties. I'll send you my bank account details.
3: Integrate the new
2: Spider-Man ride into
0: it. Yeah,
2: so like yeah. That's it. Well, to be fair, the white the ride technology that they were originally looking at for a Spider Man ride wasn't that dissimilar to a Skyliner, was it? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. There you go. Uh,
3: are we leaving it at one question?
2: No, can we... one have one.
3: Yeah, okay so, then. Let's it's a good a question. It's yeah. a cracking question. Yeah. Um, Steve Wilson, um, not dissimilar to the last Steve Wilson. Um, what's the chance? What, what? What's the chance of is So, us Brits getting to Orlando in September? And what's the process for COVID tests, etc.? If we need one in the US, how do we sort it out there? That is the great unknown. Um, I know the travel companies are cashing in on the COVID tests just to go to Europe, aren't they? Um, depending on where you, who you're flying with and whatever, I've heard eighty pounds, I've heard one hundred and twenty pounds for a PCR test before you board. Um, you've got to have both your vaccinations you've got to have the evidence um and then this is if this stupid traffic light system obviously america's red i believe i don't even know if it's on there but you can't officially go to america um i've heard people who've been oh, going no, to- no no
2: no 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 no, no. america's it's amber. amber and you okay. can go to america so um, I know people. I'm not going to name them. Might be they'll be listening to this time, mind you. Um, but I know people that are planning to go to America uh, in the next couple of weeks. Well, and I've got
3: I've got friends know. who went who were going on a golf trip, um, and have now cancelled it because of the yeah I forgot that uh, because of the amber situation. Um, you have to isolate for five days when they get to America. Yeah. Um. But isn't Tom Corliss walking around Disneyland Paris?
2: Yes, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not the. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't they have to isolate when they come over here? Uh, if you're from an amber country, is it five days, ten days? You're supposed to isolate when you arrive. Something like that. If you're um, in a red list country, you're so you you've got to go into one of those COVID hotels. If you're amber, you don't. Yeah, And I think it's advisory. I think you're supposed to. Now, the, the, the thing is, though, that's what we're talking about the UK. right? We're not yeah. talking about France, which is what you're talking about with Corliss. Mm. A man who has still got us blots on Twitter despite being a guest on this show last year.
1: <laughs> um,
2: thanks, Tom. So uh, I don't know what the quarantine rules are in, in France, but...
1: I'm just certainly. looking. They, they have eased their restrictions on US... France has placed the US and Canada on its green
2: list. There you go. So, yeah. So if you want to come to America from this country, you've got to quarantine for, I think you see it between five and 10 days because it's amber list. So you can, and if we go to America, then the same rules apply. But but it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be going for a jolly officially. You should be going for work or family reasons. Which the people I know are going for family reasons, so doesn't so,
3: matter. So I mean, September. Say you're going for if if everything is is exactly as it is now, you're potentially having to fly out for your two week holiday and isolate for five days when you get there. So you just got to keep watching that space, I would imagine, uh, stay. You know, I hope you you've probably had both your vaccines by now, so. That's in your favour. The PCR tests. I mean, these travel PCR tests. All you have to. Add Eve had symptoms of COVID the other week. It was hay fever, but she had symptoms, and the doctor said, "Go and get a PCR test immediately." So we went to the local NHS PCR test centre, checked in, and she had one for free. So. I don't know if that's a way around paying. I don't know if they'll accept that as evidence.
2: I think it's gonna be within a certain amount of day. Like I think it's, it's three I, days or something. Something like that. And I know they we're talking about it with the the, the the Disney cruises that are gonna be going on. So soon.
3: maybe you wouldn't have to pay the the ridiculous administration fees. Well, on
2: on the cruise, you had to take a PCR test before you went. And that, yeah. as I said it was two or three days. And then before you got on board, you had to do another test, but that was at Disney's expense. So you weren't paying for that test. Oh, that, that second test. So it, it will be it will be interesting. Um I mean there are there is talk that we keep hearing that you know they keep saying it's not a travel passport or anything, but they are turning around saying if you've got two vaccines, if you had two vaccines and you've had them within so, you know within three months or something that you'll be able to travel to America later this summer, but that's still not been officially confirmed by either party. Um, but that's a cer- certainly the rumour that's going around is that there will be a kind of air bridge or whatever you want to refer to it as where if you've had your vaccines and you're up to date, then you'll be allowed to travel, which I think is, is sensible. Yeah. I, I do think it's sensible. At the end of the day, we've, we've got to...
3: We've the got whole point of some... the vaccines was to get back to normality.
2: Well, yeah, and I, the thing is, it's not. There is no cure for this. You know, coronaviruses have been around for you know decades in general. This particular strain is different, you know, and and you know, has has spread in the way that it has. So, yes, we're not gonna we're not gonna have a, a cure for it. So you've then got to learn what to live with it. It is going to be like the flu yeah it's going to be treated like the flu we're going to have boosters and and what have you and you're just going to have to learn to get back to normality with this disease in our system it's just another disease now like you know at, at the start of this it was obviously completely different because we didn't have anything that was able to combat this but now we have these vaccines which are stopping people generally from getting hospitalized yeah. it's not a we've, be one end Or you're not protected 100 percent, but you're protected enough
3: we've got people on this podcast ryan he's going in august and september isn't he something yeah he's booked in yeah so hopefully he gets to go mr d uh, mr washington P. pwz you're going october is it yeah
1: yeah
3: you know uh, dan livingston uh, new patreon thank you dan um He's booked don't. in. He got his tickets turned up today, didn't he, mm. for Universal, you know. So, and obviously Steve Wilson is going uh, early September or mid-September. Mm. But, you know, fingers crossed for all these people he had to get out there.
2: Oh, that's a, that's it. I mean, the thing is, I've always, I've said before, and I will say again, you know, anyone that's booking a trip now um, to go in the summer or, you know, in early autumn you know i don't want your trips to be cancelled i want you to be able to go i'm i'm cautious of the fact that because we are still we still haven't got any resolution to this that you know i don't know how likely it's going to be if i was a betting man i'd say it's more likely to go ahead than it's not you know by then but at the moment until we get more kind of confirmation or an agreement of some kind then it is very much up in the air that's that's the that's the truth but i'd like to think that you know if you've got your your vaccines and if things keep happening in the way that they are and the world is kind of going back to some kind of normal then things will take place
3: and you'll bring us all some merch back
2: and
3: yeah. we'll all get some weird MMs and that so, I'm,
2: only, yeah. I'm only sad that i'm not going to be able to um see dan and his lovely uh missus and buy him a drink at Finnegan's this year. Yeah. Not that I did last year, but, you know, we, we went to the NBC Sports Bar and Grill, and that was that was close. He's though. got
3: lovely facial hair, I remember. <laughs> very, very well manicured man. He's a beautiful man.
2: They're, they're both beautiful. Oh, I um, Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it again now, but let's go and have a look at what's going on outside the park. There's quite a bit. This podcast is sponsored by the Castle Club Boutique. The Castle Club Boutique is a small Etsy store creating Disney-inspired classic fashion tees plus personalised family trip tees inspired by the Disney parts and your favourite classic Disney films. They also stock accessories, children's wear and most recently, home decor. Do you have a family trip or special occasion coming up? Let them help you design the perfect custom tee to mark your event by emailing sales at castleclubboutique.com. They ship free to the UK and also worldwide for a small fee. You can find their store on Etsy or follow on Instagram at the Castle Club Boutique. And if you quote Disney Parks, you'll receive 10% off your order at the checkout. So show the Castle Club Boutique some love and we thank them for supporting this podcast. Right, guys, where do we want to start? Do we start on Disney Plus? Do we start... um, in disney springs (laughs) where 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 do we start because it does seem to be quite a lot to cover
3: what about um the disney shops uh formally announced today that the shut
2: the disney stores yeah yeah so look there's there's two things first of all um one that i did see today is that the original disney store yeah glendale is closing the 14th of july so that's historic, because that was the OG. That was the first Disney store in the world. Was it 87? 80, uh, I've not looked it up, but I'm pretty sure 87 sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, and that was the first one to open, and that was what led to the global expansion of the Disney stores as we know them. So that's America, where they've, they'd have they already announced that nearly every Disney store in America was closing. I don't know if any are remaining open, but they are closing, if not, you know, over 90%, if not all of them.
3: Wendy partnered in with yeah, was Target. Was it Target?
2: It's not Walmart, is it?
1: No, it was Target. Yeah, Target. They,
2: had, they had concessions in some of their stores, yeah.
1: And they were building a Target tar- tar- in on Walt Disney World property. And what? Um, again, actually down near Animal Kingdom. Um, not far from where, I'm, where my villa is, actually, um, I believe, where they were planning on it.
3: Oh, mate, you get a better class of bonus wing in Target. That's all I'm saying. So.
2: Nah, I prefer Target full stop. Walmart oh. is the one that we all know, but Target is the superior supermarket. Oh, yeah. I love a Target um so yes all the american ones are closing now craig you alerted me to this i hadn't seen the post that had been going around on, on facebook and other social media but, yeah and, and yeah. i've got to say this cautiously right i'm going to say allegedly to this have you got the statement
3: well this was just somebody writing in capitals basically <laughs> um um It was just shared on various and flagged up to Kerry. So Kerry told me, she screenshotted it and I sent it to you. Unfortunately, I am able to let you know, now as cast members, now all being notified last night, as of September, 2021, all stores except the flagship, London and Dublin will close their doors in the UK for the last time. Dublin's not in the UK but um as a disney store so it's not very well written it's it comes like it's been written by a cast member working maybe in a in a shop somewhere um it's a very upsetting time for disney cast members who haven't been given much time to prefer, prepare for the closing by disney no massive sale will occur. This was the strange one, <laughs> as all stock will be removed and sent back to warehouse nearer, and that's where it ended. So that is not an official.
2: I think something officials come out today. I haven't seen it. No, anymore. it hasn't. Nothing. Nothing official been. Announced. All right. Okay. And it's very unlikely, I think, because Disney are not the best at communicating. I reckon they will do at some point if there's there's truth to it. Now this is what I can tell you from my experience and what I've seen elsewhere and, you know, recently and before, right? So when, like all shops, right, shops have leases and they can all vary. Yes. You know, most are long-term leases. Some can be short-term leases. When Disney started closing stores probably about five or six years ago in the UK, and I think we were the first country that started to see Disney store closures. What we got was we got stores closing as their leases were coming up. And then they would open up pop up stores, which were really weird because they seemed to sell more stuff in a smaller space, but there'd be like no, almost no branding. So you'd have a Disney store logo outside, but the shop inside would be like almost normally white, completely white, very generic shelves, very generic um displays but they sold lot of stuff um so we got those and in the town where we used to have a Disney store it closed for about two years and then they open up one of these pop-up shops which was supposed to open for six months and last about two and a half years in fact it only closed just before the pandemic first struck um so when it comes to store closures in general they've got leases so unless they agree with the um the tenant. Uh, we're well not the tenant, the owner, they're the tenant, um, to get out of that lease. There comes an agreement on that. Stores won't close because they've got leases, unless they were going bankrupt or something, which they're not. So I think that is true or of some locations, certainly, um, where that will be the case. That, that's That's quite clear. So I don't know if that means that we are going to see the closure of all the stores. I know I know this says they're going to keep the flagship stores, but anyway, I don't know. Um, because I'd imagine some stores, some locations will probably still have years left on leases anyway. So, so unless there comes an agreement, they can't get out of those. We've seen some stores close. So recently Southampton closed. Watford closed as well, p Yeah. Yeah,
1: that went, That never reopened. after. Oh, it didn't the open after the pandemic. Job. Right. Okay. No.
2: Um, and I know that the, some of the stores that have been closing recently have had sales. And the other thing about this th- this statement, you know, there will be no sales because all stock will be sent back to the warehouse. That's nonsense. Yeah. Because, like, Disney stores it's, are seasonal.
3: It's easier to to flog it basically because it's all got to be palleted up and and taken away. It's not going to happen. It's all being unboxed, basically, and put out on shelves. It's not going to be thrown back in boxes, and it'll be flogged on. Um, we did get some comments. Um, I don't know if you recognise this name, Paul Boniface. To be honest, mm. I didn't know anywhere still open.
2: That's because Boniface doesn't travel outside of where he lives, yeah. uh, where his nearest Disney store closed
1: about right. a decade Outside of his toilet. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm. Because well, um, you used to have, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's the same for you, Mr. Day. Like, your nearest Disney store was Brighton. Uh,
0: there was one in Crawley, that was the nearest, but that's been going a while. And then they brought one of those pop up ones for a while that you mentioned, Nick
1: I'm going uh, to but, the Liverpool branch gone. tomorrow.
0: I'm going yeah. to see what, what the state of play is there. Um,
3: Steve Docherty, uh keeps seeing the same post, not seeing anything from Disney yet. Uh, Alan Wheeler my first thought is they've been given three months notice which is as long as much notice are Um, as for the stores closing Disney will know how much money they do or don't make from these stores so it's a business decision I suspect they think they will make a decent proportion of sales online anyway uh, also likely they will try to
2: place stock in high street
3: chains more yeah, that's a good point.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's tough because there's two lines, there's two types of products you get in Disney stores. There's Disney store merchandise, which is sometimes park-related and sometimes just made specifically for stores. And then it's also full of stuff that you can buy elsewhere. So, you know, Mattel have got the, the toy license for most of the dolls and action figures um for, for their cartoons so you can buy a lot of that stuff elsewhere. Um, Hasbro obviously have the rights to Marvel. so all the Marvel movie figures and by Hasbro, you can buy those other places. So a lot of the stuff you don't have to buy in a Disney store anyway.
3: Uh, Roger Palmer didn't he wasn't he a singer? um I'm not surprised. Everyone in the Southwest has been shut down already. Sucks for the staff, but they are doing the same across Europe, Canada, and in the US. Uh, Ed's wife, Helen Helen Balls, given how how hard the pandemic has been on shops, part of of me isn't surprised, but it's definitely very sad if true it is, Helen.
2: I um, I, so actually, we talked about this, didn't we? P. Doubles on the last Discover DLP yeah. because France they did officially announce that they were closing and they're closing all the stores except for Elysees and um Disney Village, Disney Village, yeah. So they're just keeping the seat now. I don't know how many they had across France, but that it, they didn't have a lot, did they? No, I don't remember, so. I think it was less than 10. So there was a lot of Disney stores anyway.
3: The last comment is from, right? <laughs> <laughs> this has come back for part two of this one. Uh, Emma Jane Rachel Keatley. Um, this is so sad. Me and the kids go and get a Christmas ornament from the Disney store every year. And that's been a tradition that we've done. When we're not going to a, a theme park, because that's where we get them, uh, we'll go to the Liverpool Disney store and get our decoration mm. for that year. Um, so, yeah, that that bit of it is sad. But they'll yeah. all be online. It's not the same.
2: They will it's be not, online. It's not a tradition. No, and um, I don't know, we'll see. I, I think, you know, we're seeing across the country the high street changing. I think that's going to be very much the case. But, you know, some stores are thriving and some stores aren't. Disney stores generally quite busy places, I would say. You know, it's it's hard to go there and it be empty. Um, recently,
3: though, don't you think they were just dumping grounds for tat?
2: Uh, I don't to, think it, recently. I think that's there's always been an element of that. I
3: mean, when ours first opened in Clayton Square, um, which was a brand new shopping precinct in the early 90s we had a two floor disney store and it had a great big giant pile of toys i think they they had them in all of them yeah you know and it was huge it was this vast but it was all good quality disney stuff or or that's what it felt like when i was a kid but when you go in now like there's always a there's always a rack with everything 50 percent off and there's always bins full of stuff that isn't sold anymore do you know what i mean' just...
1: orange labels all over them where they have been yeah. marked down and yeah. yeah i went into i went into the york one um just a couple of weekends ago before this was even known and i've just been it's actually just popped up that their their lease has ended um oh. the shop's up for rent um oh. already um but yeah i it was at least 50 50 of stuff that was full price and stuff that was half price and that
3: And I mean, for the first, the first, at least 2009, certainly 2010 and 12, we went to our local Disney store to buy our Walt Disney World tickets Mm. because you could do that. Yeah. And we used to be able to buy vouchers in there to save up, to get you money to buy your Walt Disney World tickets.
2: And it was and part up
1: to, only a few years ago you used to be able to use your Disneyland Paris annual pass in there to
2: get discount. Yeah, not a couple of years ago you can still do it now. The problem always came with that is that it was very dependent on, on who you spoke to in the store and what they knew. So they had a big book of like discount things, and it's always listed in there. But you could speak to someone and they say no, we don't. It's a, you don't get a discount on annual passes, but officially you did but it would vary uh, on if you got it or not. But, um, I mean, look, I'm not saying that this isn't happening because there are clearly stores closing. What I don't know is if all, they're all going to close. And to be honest, I think even if they do, I think, and I and I think this across, you know, America and Europe as well, I think five years' time, probably less than that, we'll see these opening back up again. I think when when things kind of calm down from this, I think the pandemic has been for a lot of people... A wake up um and also you you don't need a disney store in every town i know i know it never got to that point here but i mean you know i used to live in an area where within 30 miles i had four disney stores at six disney stores actually at one point you don't need that many in in so close together they should be a destination
3: I mean you go into the liverpool i mean maybe i'll i'll do some live footage in there tomorrow i don't know i don't think you can get a phone signal in there once you walk in Uh, i think mickey blocks it but it was a bit of a mismatch but maybe a re-themed disney store in the future like you say in five years when everything has settled down you've got very clear defined um products haven't you you've got the marvel you've got the star wars you've got the princesses you've got the You know the Disney Plus stuff. They could quite easily make them shops a lot more well laid out, as opposed to just piles of stuff randomly everywhere.
2: I remember when I went into Oxford Street when they reopened that store, and I went on a behind-the-scenes tour. And the interactive stuff that they had, like it was all controlled by an iPad. They could control the music, they could control the films on the screen. They could create. Um, oh, there was there was something they did with Tinkerbell. I can't remember what it was now. God, but they make make her appear. Um, they could you know dim the lights, make it look like there's a lightning storm. All this kind of stuff. They could they could make it a real experience, and that's what they call it. They they call it like an experience store um, or imagination store. But the idea was to. They were really trying to theme it to really sell Disney as a as a brand and you know try and make you want to, you know, go to the parks and go and see the latest film and, and and all this. And over time, it just became another shop. And I think if they actually you you know, you got two options. You either go down a pop-up route where you just sell Disney merchandise and just try and just sell stuff, or you go the other way and have a few. A handful of really intricate, really well created and designed shops that do the job of selling the brand of Disney really well, and use it as more marketing. And at the moment, I don't feel they're doing either. It's just a hodgepodge. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think I can see it coming back in in, in some in some time. And rethought, um, but it'd be mad for them not to. You know, we, me, and Ripley on our podcast have talked before about how much we loved the Warner Brothers stores they used to have. Yeah, but Warner Brothers, you know, the reason why those stores sites die out is because they didn't have the brands that Disney do. You know, that,
3: that's the puzzling thing. They're so strong with the brands; they're
2: absolutely smashing it. Mm. Yeah, uh, and yeah, oh. Oh, we'll see. So I don't want to, you know, I'm not saying that what this this apparent cast member who's post this everywhere on social media isn't true because it could be, but I've also seen cast members come out and say we've not been told that at all. So we've had no official announcement from internally at all, which makes me wonder: is this a we're closing everything down in the UK except for two shops, or? are we closing certain stalls down because the leases are coming up? So watch this space, I guess. Um, Do you want to look at Disney Plus? Yeah. So what do you want to go first, TV or film? Film. Film, okay. So uh, this weekend saw the release of Luca. Yeah which is the newest Pixar film. It's the second Pixar film in a row to be dumped on Disney plus. And I say dumped because it has been, um, you know, soul was being promoted before that film come out. It was supposed to get some release and said they released it on Christmas day as like a freebie, for everybody for the pack, you know, for what a crap year it had been. Um, Luca had barely got any advertising, has just been dumped out in June. It was supposed to get a cinema release. It hasn't, I think, except for a few countries where Disney Plus doesn't exist.
3: I, um, I stayed to the very end watching it. Um and it, it's all it's all made for a cinema release, you know, all that all that information that I never mm. look at. The Dolby, all this, all the Atmos and all that. It was all there for cinema release. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Such a shame.
2: Yeah. Um, and what I don't like about uh, them doing this with two Pixar films is, you know, films, are, especially when they get cinema releases, there are, um, there are bonuses and stuff for how well perform- a film performs at the box office. So, you know, normally the actors, they get a certain percentage of the box office ticket. So they might get like 1% of all ticket sales or something. Um, but they are getting none of this stuff. Because it's not it's not being sold; it's just being dumped on Disney Plus. So all of those things that were part of the the package of their employment are just redundant.
3: You've seen it, anyway. I have. I have seen it. I, I've seen it.
2: No, I haven't. Not yet. Well, I know who how P feel, feels about it. So let's uh, start. Let's start with, well, with P dubs
1: uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. Um, I think, as you've posted in the in the group today, Nick, I, I get the feeling you feel the same, that um, it, at the moment Pixar feel very all over the place. You can have one film that, like Soul, which is absolutely superb uh, and deserved all the projects that it got, and then you get something like Luca, um, which seems to be just trying to replicate everything that Pixar has done previously, um, but not as well. Sadly, it, it's another one of these films where it feels like they're trying to do a, a buddy film um, where two unusual characters become friends and, and go through high adventures. And sadly, they've already done it, and it's, it's never going to be beaten. Sadly, we've got things like Toy Story, uh, Nemo, Monsters Inc. Uh, to a degree, Cars. Um, though not everybody loves Cars, um, this just seems to be a rehash of of those previous films, and just not done as well, sadly.
2: What did you think, Craig?
1: I, I, I mean,
3: I, th- I watched it on my own because no, all the, all the pr- everybody was saying it was just absolute garbage. So I just, Kerry was doing homework. The girls were up in their rooms. I was waiting to go to work. So I just put it on and I watched it. And I had very low expectations because of what everybody had said. And I actually really enjoyed it. So it's not the greatest film, obviously it's not, but it was all right. It didn't upset me. It didn't offend me. It didn't bring me down. It was a nice buddy film. There was a, a, a nice message about accepting people who are different and all that, but that it was very vague in that respect, although it wasn't vague. Um, it was quite in your face once it happened, but I enjoyed it. it it's a 7 out of 10 or 70 out of 100. Um, me, Jack, who's always my barometer for everything, I asked him, he watched it on the day it came out and absolutely loved it. So, and ultimately, these films are kids' films that adults can watch. You know, he loved it. He said it was brilliant. So,
2: yeah, I am. Um, so, my wife and my wife. daughter watched it on Friday, and then I watched it with them on Saturday. Um, they both loved it. They thought it was really, really good. Um, so the only person I know that had seen it by that point had been p ups who who didn't uh, like it. But, um, yeah, I watched it. I wanted to see what I thought of it. Um, I didn't love it. Uh, I think it's... I feel pretty similar to p Dubs in some ways. I think it's beautiful. I think the animation in it is really good. You know, the... Some of the uh, the effects of like the the, um, the beach and the water and and those effects are really well done. They re- they look photorealistic at times. Um, I think in that regard, it's really good. Um, but the story is very not dull, but it's very predictable. It's it's more of what we've seen elsewhere. And fun enough, before we recorded this tonight. I was recording my podcast with my daughter and um you know she was she was really angry when I said that I didn't like it. Really angry. So he was talking about it on there I was trying to explain to her why. And funny enough, actually, um Jamie, um, who is uh, one of your one of your uh, co-hosts, P dubs.
1: Yeah. Or you're yeah. His from the Imagineers yeah. podcast. I'm his co-host. Yeah. yeah. He he does all the work on it. I just fill in the gap.
3: <laughs> you will literally podcast with the milk
1: you.
2: If he's got a podcast he wants yeah, to. Yeah, that's do. why I
1: podcast with you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so he put a post up in our group today, um, that was uh you know for Pix Animation Studios and it's got Brave, Inside Out, Good Dinosaur, Coco, Onward, Soul and Luca featured and he said can we take a moment to appreciate the storytelling over the last 10 years of Pixar and I said well <laughs> I'd love to but I can't because the three on the left that's inside out Coco and Soul I think are, are inspired the original but the other four are just unoriginal and uninspired um and that, you know Pixar films always look good um, and I do, and I, and that's a bit of a, a dampener on, on Brave because I, I do actually quite enjoy Brave. Um, but those film, you know, those four films there are very much by numbers. Whilst you know, Inside Out was a unique idea, Coco was a unique idea, or, or certainly the the uh, the setting was unique. Soul was a unique idea. Toy Story, when it came out, was unique. You know, Up wally these films were all breaking new ground and were telling stories and in ways that we'd never seen before and i just feel like with luca that could have quite easily been a disney film that's what it felt like it could have been it could have been a dreamworks film
3: don't you think though now because of the way disney do their animation which is basically identical to What defines a Pixar film now? Because it's not the animation. Because all animation now is computer-based and bloody brilliant.
1: When you look at things like Raya, that I watched not long ago once it went free, it's a completely different ballgame. Like, Disney have overtaken Pixar in terms of quality for me with animation again.
2: Orrea was a much much more enjoyable film for me than Luca was. Yeah, I thought. I so said. I think the the style of Luca, because because Luca was um, made by or um, well, was directed by the person that made La Luna, which yeah. is very obvious because the the animation style or the the character design was very similar. And in fact, um, her dad, I can't remember what her name is now, but the 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 girl in the film um, her dad was identical to facially yeah. to the character in La Luna, the dad in La Luna, um, who also looks like the dad's in cloudy with chance of meatballs. Yeah. Where they've got no, he's got eyebrows with no eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a mustache. Very, very similar. So, um, you know, I think the style is very good. As I said, I love the, the way they've kind of brought Italy to life in like I'm guessing it's setting up the '60s or something, the '50s. Um, You know, it it looks nice, but just creatively, I just felt it really lacked originality, and I I just felt like I'd seen this film before somewhere else. And Inside Out, Coco, Soul, I said like Toy Story, Wally, uh, they felt you know fresh, new things that were genre defining uh defining that disney wouldn't have done and this you know Luca's is the kind of film that disney was trotting out in the mid-noughties when it was trying to keep up with pixar now they're the same company and i know i know they're not you know sorry separate divisions but they are so blurred now in terms of their content that it's hard to know i mean i i could never remember was coco a pixar film or a disney film because it could have been either.
3: Well, I thought that uh, Dragon One was a Pixar film. There you go.
2: That's yeah. that's that's exactly the problem. Um, and and you know, obviously that was a, that was a Disney film, but that's where it gets so blurred now. And I think Pixar need to go back to being that daring company that was putting out this stuff. I mean, Pixar used to cause toy makers massive problems because they'd show them something like up and they'd be like well how am i making toys for up you know who's buying toys from this film because of the characters and the storyline you know uh, yeah and with things like luca it's obviously very easy to make toys of that um so yeah I think that 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 to, that to me is the problem is that they're just they're just not creative. They're not showing the creativity they were once upon a time, and I think that's a that's a real shame. And I think things need to change because otherwise, what's the point of having Pixar if you're going to churn out the same quality as Disney? What's the point?
3: Well, they just amalgamate, don't they?
2: Well, These... at this moment in time, it, you, I, the question I'm asking is why do we have Pixar now?
3: You're not telling me, right, that. That that animator sitting at that computer doing his animating, say, John animator, doesn't finish one project of Pixar and then go and do a little bit of work on the Disney film. He's got the same skill set.
2: Yeah, but they're always turning out films. Yeah. No, he's not. Uh, Is is it not
3: double? Are they not all just... Is it? Is it? Is it two hundred animators? Who knows? I don't know, right? But are they all just not just working on the same stuff? It's just the directors who would, no. who are the Pixar, who are the Disney, the writers, not the actual
1: animators.
2: No animators. D- no. Animators move on to new projects, new companies all the time.
1: They're two separate studios. Yeah, so if they
3: move on to new companies all the time, surely a Pixar animator can quite easily jump on a Disney job and vice versa.
1: No, they're employed by those studios. Yeah, They don't be... go from job to job. They are literally employed by either Pixar or Disney. Yeah, and what...
2: What, I'm, what I mean is as well is that you what you do get is a lot of animators that are contracted to a film or maybe a few films, but will then go elsewhere. A lot most people don't make a jump from Disney to Pixar or Pixar to Disney. If they're if they're working for Pixar and then they're looking for other work, it's not at the other company. It's outside of Disney.
3: What what do you think of the Monsters Inc. TV show?
2: Uh I've not watched any trailers for it. I've seen the
3: trailers and it is Monsters Inc. and it's all the same voice actors and everything like that. But the animation looks, you know, like when. That's because it was shipped off. Yeah. Exactly.
2: You can tell. It's been made by a company
1: in Canada, I believe.
2: Wow. It won't. It won't be because it won't have the same budget.
3: No, but so the 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 farming out to an inferior. You don't tell me all them Toy Story shorts aren't made by Pixar.
2: Well, no, they say they're made by Pixar, but then but you're talking about a five-minute special. Or when you're talking about those TV movies that they did that were, like, 20 minutes long, they were also done by Pixar. But they were also, like, they had the budgets for them. This was supposed to be a cheap add-on to Disney+. Plus. Now, what I find interesting, and, P.W., I don't know if you've ever seen this, right, but my daughter was watching um, some of the Dragons cartoons. Yes. Now they look remarkably similar to the films, yeah, in terms of quality. And I don't know why that is, but generally, if you're making a TV version of a Disney or Pixar thing, the quality, the animation quality, does dip. I mean, I remember watching *Lilo and Stitch* the animated series, and you could see they were trying to go for the same like kind of effects of the film. But you could see the animation just in general was much cheaper. Um, and that was the same with all of those spin-offs that they used to do back in the day. Yeah. You know, they just they just don't have the same budget. Yeah, so well, that, out.
1: that seems to be DreamWorks' thing though, doesn't it? That they'll do a film and then they'll go, Well, we're not gonna do another film, but we'll just do multiple seasons of TV instead. Like Boss Baby. And, well, the, and things like that.
2: Well, the Boss Baby one is another example where the animation is actually quite decent for it. But then you look at yeah. something like Trolls, which is clearly done on the cheap. Yeah. So I don't understand. They seem to do it for some, but not for others. But hey, hey, hey.
3: Well, um, Paul Paul Brill loved it. Yeah. Um, Jamie, great film. Followed up with Raya. Then liked both of them. Um, now I think you keep talking while I go into the Disney Parks group. Let me just find it,
2: Mister D. Uh, after hearing us talk about it, have you got any interest in seeing this film now?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. I just, I just haven't really got round to it, but I, I will watch it. Um, you know, I think it looks, I think it looks interesting. Um, obviously, feedback from you guys isn't one hundred percent. And positive, but usually what I found is even an average Pixar film is, is still better than most of the others.
2: So yeah, uh, I'll give it a go. That's it. I mean, it's it's something that I'm going to have to sit through multiple times. Hmm. I know that, but it won't be a punishment. You know, yeah. this isn't like when I had to watch or had to sit through uh, on a few occasions the Playmobil movie, for example. <laughs> well, that, was, that was punishment. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I, 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 said this earlier, and I think the the problem is when it comes to Pixar, and this is my own thing, but I know other people feel the same way. You expect a certain level mm. of quality from them, yeah. and they've, and that's that. You know, they've created that mindset. Yeah, sure. You don't have to subscribe to it, but you certainly, mm-hmm. you know, it was always a case. If you look back at those early 2000s before they joined forces. And when Disney just released Pixar films and you saw what Pixar were coming out with and then what Disney were coming out with, you know, we had Mm. things like, uh, you know, the Incredibles and then Disney would come out with home on the range. Mm. Starring Roseanne Barr as a talking cow. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, there was a real distinction in quality. Yeah. So I think there is, you do have that regard for them and not but the thing is not every film from a company can be you know amazing some are going to mm. just be good
3: yeah. at least
2: and that's it i've no pixar film has been awful for me it's just that some yeah. do stick out a little bit above and beyond that in agreement
1: yeah it just yeah. the film overall just didn't keep my attention that was that mm. was the problem with it. it looks looks great but the story just didn't hold me in great advert for
2: vesper as well
1: yeah yeah,
2: it basically is just one big advert. Hmm. It's not a spoiler. Um, while Craig's away looking, see if there's anything else to add. Yeah, there,
3: there was no other comments. Uh, okay. Basically, it, they were all just in the, the official After Dark Podcast Network Army Hidden right. Group. Yeah, um, but I mean, looking at them, them nine, how many films? Eight, Pixar, seven, Pixar films. I mean, I only watched The Good Dinosaur last year, and that is supposed to be absolute garbage. But even that, I really enjoyed it. I don't think they make bad films; they just make different grades of good
2: films. Good God! I've not still not seen it all the way through, and I know Ryan loves The Good Dinosaur, but it get that was another film where it just felt like you'd seen it before. Yeah, felt like Ice Age mixed with Land Before Time. Definitely, yeah. You know, um, so Mr. D, have you been watching Loki? Yes, I have. Yes, I guess yep. everyone's watched Loki on here. Yeah, uh, as this episode goes out, uh, episode three will be coming out. Yeah. Um, I noticed as well that Disney have now announced that um, series will now debut on Wednesdays, not Fridays.
3: Yes, and p Dubs knows the reason, don't you, p
1: Dubs? Yeah, yeah Net- Netflix have stolen Fridays, apparently, and they Net- Disney have just felt they they will make, well, they've got their biggest ever debut with the first episode of Loki at nearly a, a million views. Um, So you can understand why they want to stick with Wednesdays now. Hang on.
2: yeah. Lord. So the first episode Loki got a million views in its first day? Nearly.
1: Yep. 900-odd thousand.
2: But they have ninety million subscribers. Mm. That's not good.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, but what are Netflix getting on now that they own Fridays? Netflix Fridays.
2: Netflix have always owned Fridays. I don't. I don't understand why this is news. Like Netflix always put their big new releases out on Fridays. They have done ever since I can remember.
3: Well, maybe Disney need to be a bit more confident then and say we want a bit of the Friday action.
2: Well, no, I I, I can see the logic behind it, but am I right though, Peter? That it, that's only for series. Films will still be out on Fridays.
1: Um, they said series, but I don't know whether it's it's going to be everything. Um, obviously, at the moment, they've still got quite a lot of series going through on Fridays anyway, um, with the likes of Bad Batch and Modoc and and things like that. So, only um, time will tell. Once these these shows
3: are finished. Yeah. Apple mm. TV Plus puts all their content out on a Friday.
1: Yep.
2: Counting down the days for Ted Lasso season two. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, so so Mr. D, as you were so quiet in the last round, mm-hmm. um, what do you think after two episodes of Loki?
0: Well, I'm enjoying it. Um I really like some of the dialogue between Loki and um, Owen Wilson um, you know I think I think the um, you know it's, it's some good sort of funny banter um, the story's quite intriguing you know I don't want don't to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it but there's obviously some twists and turns so you're you're kind of interested a bit like, um, like Division, really where you kind of know the stuff you don't know and you know it's going to be revealed but it's quite interesting having it revealed um so yeah i think um, i think so far so far i'm i'm enjoying it so far i'm interested um i think loki i think tom Edison's, you know great great in that part i think it's just made for him and uh he's done a good job in the series as you know as as he did in the movies so uh and I like some of the little tiebacks to the movies as well, uh, some of his little flashbacks. So yeah, I am enjoying it. Looking forward to to seeing episode three this week.
2: I wouldn't even say that Tom Hiddleston is made for that role. I think they've made that role for him. Mm. Like to me, and I was never a huge Thor comic reader back in the day, but Loki in the comics at that time was certainly not what we got in the films. I feel that they've made Loki the way he is because of getting Tom Hiddleston to do it, and I think it's genius hmm. because I think he's he's excellent. You know, there are certain yeah. characters in the MCU that if they changed the actor, you wouldn't be that bothered, yeah, or you wouldn't notice it so much. I think he's clearly one of the standouts in that. That he is Loki. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to imagine yeah. anyone else playing it in the way that he does. I think he's absolutely superb yeah. in it. Um and like you, I've I've enjoyed the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. It's this is a short series as well. It's only six episodes. Yeah. So we're almost at a halfway stage
0: mm-hmm, um, sure. already. For sure. And I'm okay with that. I think I think you've got to be careful you don't over milk these things. Um it's probably best to to leave you want more, I think. So
2: uh, yeah it's okay. WandaVision was guilty of that, I think. Yeah, I liked, I mean, they were stuck because of the format they were going through, which is that, you know, they were doing, you know, every week or, you know, there was a different decade of sitcom Mm -hmm. and it worked well. But towards the end, it felt like it dragged a little bit and it did kind of start to fall apart towards the last Mm -hmm. episode or two. Um, But yeah, with this, I think, you know, six episodes, short, sweet, concise, snap it out. So, mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier was also the same. I know you, you haven't finished that yet, Mr. D, but that is mm-hmm. a show that for me started off really dull. Mm-hmm. And by the fourth episode, I was quite invested in it. Mm-hmm. Might have been a fifth, I can't remember now. But I liked yeah. but I felt the opposite with WandaVision. Wonder Vision I started off really enjoying and then started mm-hmm. to dip towards the end. And Falcon and Winter Soldier almost felt like a chore. Yeah, to all like the halfway point, and then it really kind of started to pick up steam and was really enjoyable. Mm. Um, but yeah, and i you're the man in the know on this.
1: Yeah, are we getting a season yeah.
2: two?
1: Uh, I think we will probably get something. I think we're probably going to get something from all of them in some kind of variant to pick a better word. <laughs> um, I know they've denied that there's going to be another season of division, but I think we'll probably get it in some other guys. The um, same with Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, and the same with this. I think, I think something will come of it. Um, I believe he is going to come back to the films at some point, uh, not Thor films at the moment, but uh, possibly somewhere else along the lines. Um, but yeah, I think they, these are so popular that I can't see them taking that away. Um, and I think we'll we'll see different different things here and there, but yeah, I think we'll get a look for season two.
2: Hmm. Craig, what's your thoughts on it?
3: Oh um, I've learned uh I've learned new stuff about the character Loki, um, because I've watched this is the first one where I've watched each each episode three times. So one division I might have watched towards the end the last two episodes maybe twice. Um Captain and the Winter Soldier. Um maybe i watched the last episode twice but this one i've watched each episode three times because they are given you a lot of information and a lot of information that you don't necessarily know yet i think you know background stuff that hasn't played out and then i go on youtube and i watch the hints videos and and this easter egg video and that easter egg video, and then I listened to P-dubs on um, Biff Pow Bam, and I get a different perspective. I didn't know Loki was a multi, um, basically Doctor Who of the MCU, that he has multiple uh, geysers, and you know, there's girl Loki, there's little boy Loki, there's big monster Loki, I didn't realize all that type of stuff. Tour de France, winning Loki? Tour de France win and Loki, you know, so it's. I don't fully understand what happened. Uh, it was, I don't think it was very well explained. Um,
1: no, <laughs> if you listen to the last episode of Biff Pow I don't understand it either.
3: Yeah, I don't fully understand what happened. What I thought happened on repeat viewings, uh, maybe if that hasn't happened, um. Because we're, what's it called again, the time, place? Time Variance. Time Variance Agency. Yeah, so in the agency, no magic can happen, basically. Um, so this thing that happened at the end of episode two, I don't think would be able to happen in that space. That's what I thought was going on. So um, I'm still confused, um, but I'm loving it. And the thing is, because he's now travelling through time all over the show, he's bound to pop up in the films. But also, it doesn't have to be him, does it? No. It could, it could be Tom Hiddleston, but it could be one of the other Lokis, like Little little Boy Loki or Little Girl Loki or Woman Loki or Monster Loki. You know, it could be any of them. Isn't there a frog or something?
1: <laughs> Thor gets turned to a frog. Right, okay. I mean Known there's frog.
2: There is there is a guest star that hasn't appeared in the scene yeah. like the first two episodes who is obviously going to appear in one of the next uh, four episodes who um is perfect casting uh to be a, a, another version of Loki at uh, a different time and space. So you know, we—that's—that could be what they're—they're going to go with. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll—they'll they'll keep Tom Hiddleston away for very long if they do go mm. down that route where we get a different version of Loki. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll get different. It might be he doesn't versions. want to play the role anymore. You know. No, I think he has It's too much fun. He looks like Chris Evans has walked away, hasn't he? Uh, but yes, now, exactly. allegedly, yeah, he'll come back. Um, and I think the same, if, if that was what Tommy Nielsen was doing, um, but yeah, I mean, what, what you could end up with is, is, you know, and we don't know what's going to happen with, you know, the timelines and everything like that. We could see, you know, different versions of Loki, and different things, mm-hmm. who knows, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. um, any other news that we haven't discussed yet?
3: Is anyone watching Mo No,
2: I'm binging that when it's finished.
3: It's it's nice. It's not the greatest, but it's not the worst, and it is getting a bit interesting now. He is an idiot. I don't know if he's an idiot in the comic books.
1: Yeah, he is. Oh, is yeah,
3: he? Okay, pretty, pretty much. Yeah.
2: Uh, he's a bit of a silly villain.
3: Yeah, yeah. he is a silly villain. Um, but I'm enjoying. It's nice, you know, like when you're ironing or whatever little 20-minute cartoon episode or whatever it is, animation um, stuff, whatever. But, yeah, it, it's all right.
2: It's, yeah, he, he's always been um – I've always liked the look of MODOK. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's such an interesting look for a character of any kind of kind anyway. Um Before the series debuted, Hasbro – who are the company that make all the Marvel legend figures. They're releasing a deluxe MODOK that's coming out. And I wanted to buy him just because I just love the the look of the character.
3: So many questions about his suit. I know know he's born with a big giant head and all that, but how does he go potty? (laughs) How does he go toilet? I just don't get it. It's bonkers.
0: Once. I'm eagerly awaiting the next series of War of the Worlds. looking forward to
3: that. Well, yeah, top tip. Of I'm off onto the third or fourth episode of that and loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, an absolutely totally different slant on the original, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely worth a watch. It and the, there's a new uh, a new what's the new show coming out next week? I think.
1: They. Um, something like be benedict something isn't
3: it yeah the kids and the magical mystery of the marvel not marvel but they're in some sort of secret school or a shop or something and yeah. they all go on adventures that looks all right i hope it's not too kiddie. basically i hope it's disney
2: star and they're dropping a few f-bombs <laughs> no it won't be it will be it will be aimed at kids
3: yeah but it looks all right might be able yeah. to get the girls to watch it with me. I'll <laughs> just watch it on my own.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. In that case, then, I'll draw this episode up. Um, Patreons, following this episode, you will have a few days to vote for the film we watch this month. It is P. There Are Some Corkers that we've chosen. We've changed changed the format a little bit, so um, you won't have so many films to have to argue amongst yourselves about. Um, So, yeah, make sure you vote for that. And we will see you for another Disney Parks and Beyond in a couple of weeks.
0: Here we are. All right. Stay safe. Get, Get off my boat.